Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of International Gamers. I do that on purpose just to piss Steven off. <laughs> <laughs> He's not joining us this time around, just uh, me, Ahmed, and you. <laughs> That's right. He's a big loser. Him and his like, oh, I have kids and, you know, they, they apparently take time or something. There's always an excuse with him. Well, I could, he... I, I could vouch for that. <laughs> Lies, just both put... of you people. <laughs> I just put the little one to sleep. It's very satisfying. It's, it's, it's uh, gratifying to, to have a kid, but at the same time, uh, you feel that your uh, free time has been cut short a bit, but it's still, a, it's a gratifying experience. So giddy up, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Giddy up. <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> so what have you been up to? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. We haven't talked in a while. Uh, it's been mostly Steven doing solo, you doing solo, you guys did one, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it's just a back and forth, basically. I, uh, I finished my exams. I passed everything. Yay. I did, I, did, uh, I, I, did, I got some pretty good marks, so I'm happy with the, all the marks that I've gotten. Uh, so I've been, uh, ever since then, went back home to, for the holidays, stayed there a bit for a few weeks, and then uh, came back here to continue working on the dissertation that we uh, chatted back and forth about for a few podcasts. And that's been it so far. Uh, in terms of uh, gaming, I haven't been hands-on ever since I came back. It's just uh, trying to uh eliminates you know the academic procrastination i have this really stupid thing that i you know i i just delay 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 things <laughs> with the with the dissertation and uh, i haven't been playing much honestly it's just breath of the wild and uh, we could uh, after after i ask how are you doing uh, life wise we could go into the gaming segments and what we've been playing so how are you <laughs> pretty good uh, i uh, i've been one busy bee at work it's just been uh it's been absolutely insane i won the uh dean of medicines uh, award yeah i was pretty pretty proud of that and then i found out that i got nominated again this year for the principal's award so I was like, good Lord, man, what's with all these awards and stuff? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got a meeting on Monday to discuss the the possibility of opening my own department of operational excellence at uh, the Faculty of Medicine to help go into all the different uh, units at medicine to help them out in terms of efficiency, change management, and overall operational excellence. So yeah, that's what's been going on. I I've been so busy, it's like ridiculous. That would be and, great, actually, if you get that department open. Uh, good luck on that. Yeah, I yeah. hope so, man. Yeah. I really hope so. That Fingers would be, crossed. Yeah, yeah, it would be uh, interesting. I have a meeting with the dean and the uh, the executive director. So basically, the dean is responsible for all of the academic side of the faculty of medicine and the executive director is responsible for all of the administrative or management side or non-academic side of the faculty of medicine so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there so i'm curious when you recruit people to this uh, department that you want to make uh do they have to be part of the faculty of medicine or are they going to be people that you know from your own department how how is that going to work well Honestly, it can be anyone and everyone. Okay, that's that's uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, because I don't want to. Why would I limit? You know, like I don't want to limit. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's the potential. Yeah. And if you have people from the uh, faculty of medicine, it will definitely help you get around uh, easier. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Obviously, you'll know. I'll be texting you to let you know what's going well, good on. Good luck. Good luck. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. But gaming-wise, I mean, the only thing for me, uh, after I finished off Zelda and got the uh, golden poop, I... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you did that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all I've been doing is Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest, and more Dragon Quest. I, I picked up uh, the latest Uncharted, and uh, a buddy of mine came over yesterday, but him too, with his his kid that he has, who's eight months old now, Basically, his life is just work and the kid. And so he doesn't even remember. Like, it's been so long that he's not comfortable playing with two analog sticks. So it was so funny seeing him play Uncharted. I was laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing because it was like he looked like he was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You just watched him play or you guys like taking turns with uh, Uncharted? No, it was was because uh, yesterday... Him and I, we go see movies every now and then uh, when they do retro movies. Uh, and yesterday they had Terminator 2 back in the cinema for two days. I heard. Later. I heard. Yeah, That so is pretty cool. It was. So he and I went uh, and we only had like 35 minutes to kill or something. So I said, oh, go ahead, man. Go and play the game and I'll just watch you and have a, have a good laugh. And that's what I did. Mm. I don't think I'm gonna get around to Uncharted anytime soon. It's uh, I haven't even played four, you know. So it's uh, it's just too many, too many things and too much and uh, too little time, you know. But oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Even though these Uncharted games, you could, uh, you know, you, you play them when you're with your brain off most of the time because they're more actiony, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. What else uh, aside from Dragon Quest? Just that. That's it. Honestly, yeah. that's uh, that's pretty much everything. Yeah. And just playing with this little cat while we do this, I might add, because <laughs> yeah. he's losing his mind. So, what on about my, you? Uh, on my end, uh, last thing uh, again, not, not much, not much gaming time. Uh, Breath of the Wild. I'm I'm just buckling down and finishing up everything. I got seven shrines left on that, Ooh, and good. then the one memory, and then I'm just gonna go in and, and defeat Ganon. Um, uh, the other thing that I had to play was Sonic Mania. That I had to like get that at launch, downloaded it on the Switch, and man, uh, you you've seen the praise already. I, I can't add anything more than what people are saying, but it's just it feels like uh, even for you, it feels like this long lost Sonic Saturn game. That, that, that's, oh really? That's, that's what they did. It's just like what if Sonic 2D continued. And it's just amazing. And even if you see the file size, it's under 300 megabytes. So it's a true <laughs> testament of that they, they, they kept everything like retro, but they modernized it to a point that, okay, this is, it's not going to work on Genesis hardware. It, it, it's going to be like a more advanced. There's more scrolling going on and more colors and whatnot. So it's an amazing game. If you're a Sonic fan yearning for something, uh, like 2D, uh, the last thing that was good was Generations. This one trumps everything. It's, uh, it's, I still haven't finished it, but it's getting there to, uh, the level of Sonic 3 Knuckles. For me, that's my favorite Sonic title. And this one, it's, it's gonna, if it's gonna take that same pace, it's gonna surpass it for sure. Well, that's awesome. I actually have my uh, collector's edition right beside me, and it's like uh, seven feet tall there. It's, uh, <laughs> I was shocked, man, when it came in. I was like, what the hell is this? Did you see the uh, collector's edition? I saw it, but I didn't uh, uh, imagine the scale. The only negative that I found is it doesn't come with a physical, so that's why I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, oh, <laughs> like it's just this giant Genesis <laughs> giant with Sonic. Genesis with Sonic. <laughs> And it I does. Was, it does it light up? 
I don't know. I haven't even, it's still, it's still, uh, in the damn box. I have, I just opened it up and I was like, Oh, I'll take the game. Right. And I'll, I'll put the game in my switch. And, um, and then that way, cause I, I usually bring my switch or my 3ds with me as of late. And so I was looking for the game and I'm like, where the hell's the game? <laughs> And then I see a little voucher. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, they caught out on that. (laughs) But at least uh, you got that big Genesis thing. But definitely give it a whirl, Jared. You're going to feel that it's it's like a Saturn title. It really does. Even when you, uh, the music, like it, it, it has that retro feel, but it's absolutely amazing. The remixes and the new music that they put on, on the, on the game itself. It just feels like something, I don't know, where is this Sonic game? (laughs) Where'd it come from? You know what's sad about this, though, is the fact that this was made by fans, right? For me, that's a triumph. I find no, that no, to no. be... Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. But what I mean yeah. by sad is, is that Sega themselves, mm. since Sonic and Knuckles, couldn't replicate couldn't. this, yep. you know? Yep. yep. And that's what I mean by sad. Like, yeah. it's yeah. just, wow. Yeah. It's uh, it, And when I read the backstory of how this came to be, it's just like... I don't know. I, can't, I still can't wrap my head around it. I applaud Sega for hiring these people because no other gaming company does that. Like, okay, we're going to bring fans in and we're going to give everything to them and just we're going to supervise from, you know, from afar. And that's what Sega's essentially job was just supervising everything. And the fans were, were doing the, these, uh, these fan, fan developers were just making everything from the ground up. It's, I just commend them for doing that. No other gaming company did that. No, exactly. And I commend them for that, too. And if anything, I'm like, well, you may want to keep that up. Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Because when you look at the backstory, what's weird about this is they commissioned, he's the the guy who, the main developer is Christian Whitehead. But he uh, recruited some of his other uh, pals. And also, they they have their gaming companies, Pagoda West. uh, They were responsible for making the fan-made Sonic do HD remake. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they re- he recruited a couple of people, and uh, they're the one who pitched this to Sega. Uh, initially, you know, the, the guy, Christian Whitehead, how he got popular with Sega is he made the mobile ports for Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and Sonic CD, and they were superior to the originals, uh, using his own game engine and his own code from the ground up with, like, uh, 60 re- uh, hertz refresh, uh, the frame rate does not drop, and it's widescreen. So he added a couple of additions and uh, stuff like Sonic, uh, stuff like Knuckles being playable in Sonic 1, you know, these things that Sega could never make. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it's amazing how this story got this guy popular and that led to the sonic mania pitch from their from their team uh what was sad is they they initially pitched sonic 3 and knuckles to be ported to the mobile and uh, pc and whatnot and they were going to make it obviously superior this whole compilation of sonic 3 and knuckles but for some reason sega rejected the pitch i don't know why that's that's where i'm trying to get dig around there's stories here and there on why they rejected Sonic 3 and Knuckles, even though they did a really good job with Sonic 1 and 2. Some people are saying it's soundtrack issues because of Michael Jackson. I don't buy that. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. But yeah. it's it's really cool, whatever the case may be, that the game actually got released and it's as good as, as everyone yeah. like, has it's been the saying. Hi- it's the highest rated Sonic title in over 15 years, something like that. In oh, the, man. Yeah. Again, like... As as awesome as this is, it just makes me just shake mm. my head saying, like, yeah. it's so sad that, like, like what the hell, Sega? Yeah, you know? and, and <laughs> Forces uh, has a lot to live up to. 
Forces has a lot to live up to, man. I don't. I'm, I'm kind of worried about Forces. It oh, looks yeah. nice. It's gonna. It, no way. It's gonna it be has, compared. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's gonna get utterly destroyed by by this game. I assure you. Mm, yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. I, I I really hope like Forces finds its own niche, like it does its own thing. It seems like it's following up generations, which is pretty good. I I like that fact. And they're doing this create a character, and they have an element from Sonic Heroes, the tag system. So they're doing some stuff, and it seems very interesting. But um, I don't know if people put their nostalgia glasses on, they're going to prefer 2D over 3D. That's where the ultimately the discussion is going to go up at. So, Well, you'll be sure to follow it, I know that. And I'm glad that you have been enjoying this game. That was the, that, like, you were the basic, like, litmus test for me to see if I would actually enjoy this or not. But I'm glad. And that was actually the only game I've bought, uh, not game. Those two games are, like, the only games that I've bought, um, and that I plan on buying, actually, for the foreseeable future. Because, uh, right now, everything is Dragon Quest. But it's gonna be really sad, uh, in another, like, you know, I don't know, in a few weeks. It's all going to be over and it's going to be so sad because I'm going to be like, all right, where's Dragon Quest 12? <laughs> well, uh, I wonder if they're going to be releasing any downloadable stuff for Dragon uh, Quest. 11. I doubt it. I doubt it. Because usually with them, it's like, you know, they release their game and then they want you to buy the game again. So that's why I'm very curious to see the Switch version, what they're going to do with that. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder how different it's going to be or how similar it's going to be. I don't know if they're going to go like with a enhanced 3DS like experience or a downgraded port of the PS4 version. This is still up in the air. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not entirely sure where they're going to go with this, but I will say this: like playing through the PlayStation 4 version right now. I mean, yeah, it's stunning, and we'll get into it. It's actually one of the topics, but. Um, I really think the 3DS version is the superior version. Wow. Yeah. And wow. Re- the reason why is because you get two completely Deeply different, different games, experiences. You know, mm. yeah, exactly. And not only that, but all the retro levels and retro quests are exclusive to that version. And like, well, I can't tell you. I'm not going to spoil the game because you will eventually play it. Uh, but it's like, it's significant to the story. Let's put it that way. Oh, interesting. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's yeah, not just a side thing. Yeah. No, exactly. And it just yeah. makes me like go, well, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see when I finish the game. But, uh, the post game, this is the one Dragon Quest game. Well, it's not the one. It's the second Dragon Quest game where you have to do it. Just like Dragon Quest Eight. If you never did the post-game, the Dragovian uh, Village, if you did not do that, you have to do that. Because hmm. you find out... Like, you know the way... You remember Dragon Quest Eight? You didn't. You never finished it, though, right? No. I, I think I got to the 50-hour mark, and I don't know what happened. I, I can't remember. Something cut me off. But oh, I really man. want to revisit the 3DS version. I really want to do... Like, I want to, as soon as I see a price drop, I'm going for that. Okay, well... If you remember, you've got like your different party members and stuff, and the way the story is broken down is classic JRPG, and not just JRPGs, but just classic RPG sort of staples where 
you know, you slowly find out a little bit about, uh, say, Angelo or Jessica or whatever, and you get their motivations as to what's going on, why they're there, and so on and so forth. Well, in Dragon Quest VIII, after the credits roll, you get the exact same thing for the hero. And you learn where he came from, what what happened to get him to where he is today. And so many people did not do that. See that. Yeah, mm. exactly. And it's just like, oh, man. And Square Enix took that concept and ran wild with it in Dragon Quest Eleven. It's like... I, again, I, I gotta be very careful what I say here yeah. because the game is like a year away and, and I don't want to spoil to this. Spoil everyone. everything. Huh? But it's like, basically, in the storyline, you, you, you have, you know, point A to point B. The game ends, credits roll, all is, is well in the universe. Right? Mm-hmm. And you will have experienced like a phenomenal tale up to that point. And what's so cool, and I'm glad they did it, is that after the credits roll, it says, to be continued. And Mm. I really, really like that. And I'm hoping that, because after it says that, it says, would you like to save your game? And Mm. you say yes. And if you say yes, and you you start, like, immediately playing, you'll see that there's a a cutscene that takes place after the previous cutscene that you just saw that ended the game. And the story continues from that point forward to point C. And it's all that from point B to point C that ties into the previous Dragon Quest games. Oh, very nice. Yeah, That's, it's it's Like hardcore fans awesome. would love this, yeah. Even though I, I, I know that they're divided into trilogies. And uh, this one goes with Edric. Uh, that's what I understand, yeah. right? If I'm not mistaken, Dragon Quest Three. That's the biggest influence. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure about the like the overall encompassing. You know, I don't know where it takes place. With it was, it's quite interesting that there's a timeline of sorts in the Dragon Quest games. I like that. It's loose. It's, <laughs> it's really very loose. loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, similar, it's, to, similar to Zelda, but Zelda's a bit more deep. I would say, yeah. Yeah, well, with this, it's basically um, the easiest way I explain it to people is like this. I'm like, okay, you have one, two, and three all take place in the same area. Universe. Mm. Yeah, okay, so it's all about this legend of, in North America, Erdrich. It's all about that, okay? Uh, Eleven ties into that trilogy. Then four, five, six all deal with the Zenithia, um, which is basically like this flying castle in the sky type of thing. But they're, that's all how they're connected. Like the, that, they're, they're, the story isn't connected. Nothing else is connected. They're yeah. just connected via that particular flying castle. castle. Yeah. And then that's it. All the other Dragon Quests are Arsters, sort of like their, their, their own, own world. Yeah, seven, that's yeah. it. Yes, nine doesn't seem like it's related to anything. Yeah, I've, uh, it uh, it seems like it's own, it's doing its own thing. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and the only the only sort of way that these games are like loosely tied together is even with nine is like you can get Erdrich's armor and his shield and his sword. Oh, these yeah, these like Easter that. eggs. Yeah, exactly. But that that's all they are really yeah. is Easter like eggs. just yeah. little Easter eggs. It's precisely, mm. it's mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, I've always been like, well, they're not really connected. So that's what makes this one so much in, like so interesting to me. Anyway, is the fact that they did tie it in to the original trilogy and it makes perfect sense why the original trilogy is now available on the PlayStation 4 and on the 3DS. Like it, it makes sense because after you finish it, 
fully finish it, I'm talking, you're like, oh, I, I, I want to go back and play, you know, Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3. And now you have that opportunity to do that. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I, I don't know what's going to happen in North America because they kind of have to do that. I really hope they do. That'll well, be, I, they they yeah. have to. Otherwise, it's going to yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm also curious uh, if there are new if these new versions offer anything different to the mobile ports, or are they basically like the same? You know. Well, th- that's the thing. Like, I I had heard mixed things. I had heard the like I was reading. I think it was on Nintendo Life or or one of those sites where they were like, "Oh, it's like an all new version of the game," and I was like, "No, it isn't." Hmm. And and when I checked, I was like, no, no, this this is the mobile version. This is not an yeah. all new version. It's just that it's been consoleized. So they took the mobile version, and instead of you know they moved touch controls, they and, put moved it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you know, but I I don't know. I haven't played it. I just looked at the yeah. uh, PlayStation Network and the uh, Nintendo eShop. I just looked at like the little pictures and stuff, and I was like, no, guys, I don't know what the hell are you talking about. I'm like, this this looks exactly like the mobile versions. So does the 3DS uh, plot follow the PS4 one one-to-one, or are yeah. there differences? No, no. That, story-wise, it's identical. Like Even seeing, the post-game? Oh, that I don't know. I haven't gotten to the post-game in oh, okay. uh, the PS4 okay. version. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. That's okay, cool. So, I like that. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about it, let's just deal with it. I mean, this is silly. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> it was one Segway. of the points. So, <laughs> I guess... I, I've talked a lot about the 3DS version. I completely destroyed the 3DS version. Yeah, I've done everything. Nice review. Yeah. Everything. Thank you. I reviewed it. I did all of the quests. I did all of the trials. Give the me Nelson one second, trials. Jared. There's some uh, background noise. Uh, keep talking. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll sure. be back. Yeah. No problem. Um, so yeah, I did the, the all the different trials, all the different uh, like everything you can possibly do in the game, with one exception. The only thing I have not done is all of the retro levels, and that's because I have to go around now and get the little cute little characters at S rank in order for them to survive. I'm on the eighth or ninth floor now, and there's it's a ten floor dungeon. And uh, as you go through, you unlock scrolls, which unlock quests for the other, uh, the old Dragon Quest areas. And it's pretty cool. I mean, I'll admit, it's pretty cool. Because as you go down and you go into those different areas, I thought that you'd be stuck at, say, like, the same area. But that's not necessarily the case. So, for example, you could go and uh, and be in, like, one area of Dragon Quest Four. And then you'll get a, you'll unlock another quest, which is now you're no longer in, say, like a forest, you're in some town or something. So I thought that was really cool, the way that there's multiple quests that take place in each one of the ten different Dragon Quest universes. And I'm kind of disappointed that that is not on the PlayStation 4. And the fact that the PlayStation 4 got an exclusive casino uh, slot machine, like whoop-dee-doo, and that's actually (laughs) what I'm struggling right now with is uh, the slot machine. Because on the 3DS, you place your max bet, and then you roll the, you know, you roll the, uh, the slots and they do their thing. They come to a stop and away you go. But with the PS4 version, you, you place your max bet. That's normal. It's just that, like, you manually stop the, the, um, the, the little things there from spinning. And I'm like, I never like that. Just do it for me. You know, it, mm. it builds anticipation where it goes cling, cling, cling. 
So if I'm just going tap, 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 and I just keep doing it over and over and over again, it doesn't feel, I don't know, it just doesn't feel mm. the same. So I, I just recorded two videos actually, and I got to the casino and I spent like 800 gold, and it just like, in, in like two spins, it's all gone. And I was like, whoa, like, whoa, you know, <laughs> mm. like, damn. Um, and I'm actually at a point now where I have to grind out some levels because I'm, I, I'm the hero and I'm in fighting with this other guy in an arena, but I don't have any spells that will buff my character, protect my character or anything like that. And literally I just got destroyed three rounds in a row and like three goes at a, or three times in a row. And I just was like, okay, that's enough of that. So I spent like 40, 45 minutes before you got on here, uh, just mm -hmm. grinding out, getting some gold. And mm -hmm. now I think off camera, what I'll do is grind out the rest of the levels I need. And I'm going to try that casino again. I'll save my game before obviously going in there. Yeah. Um, and I'll see if I can buy, say, like a thousand tokens or something and, and go from there. It just seems really, I don't know. I might skip. The, yeah. yeah, I might. I might skip the casino altogether on the PS4 version until roulette. Because with roulette, I have a trick where I can get some serious gold, really, really. Well, not gold, but tokens, really, really quick. You gotta overall, all, you gotta show all that uh, on a video. Like oh no, 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 yeah, for sure, we'll do absolutely. Yeah. Roulette is roulette, so that's why I'm saying I'm not going to show that. There's no point. Mm. You just, yeah. I already showed it. I already showed what how roulette works and how it stole all my money. <laughs> and um and then i was like oh maybe i'm not gonna do this because the idea is you win a lot of money you go save then you go back if you lose all your money well then you you know you reload your game from the previous save and you go on but i never had to do that on the 3ds ever i i would always lose a little bit of money and then i would start winning some and i always won more than i lost but here it was like whoa man getting totally destroyed but anyways, that's no big deal. But overall impressions right now of the PS4 version is that it's one of the nicest looking games I've ever played. It's like just gorgeous. It's so import friendly. It's unbelievable in terms of not obviously story or where you have to go or any of that stuff. But just sheer playing. It's so much easier to see where... You, well, it is actually easier to see where you have to go because they highlight on the map where you have to go. And uh, they also make it so that it's really obvious what quests will award you. It's uh, really clear when you open up treasure chests what you're getting. Whereas on the 3DS one, most of everything you do is in text. So, hmm. yeah. Ooh, um, uh, I wanted to ask, did, did, do you feel when you're playing the PS4 version after the 3DS one, like a deja vu sort of thing with the uh, overworld design and the dungeon design? Is it, was it a bit repetitive to you or was it, it, it felt brand new because of the graphics and the scope of the world? Okay, so this is something... Have you watched any of the Let's Plays I've done? I've watched a bit of the first one, like maybe of the first 20, 25 minutes, the tutorial part, but okay. I didn't like delve into the other ones yet. Okay. Because you'll see as if, if you decide to watch it, which I don't know if I would recommend you watch it, to be really honest, because it's going to spoil the whole bloody game for you. But <laughs> like I, I would stop at like part six. I wouldn't mm. I really wouldn't go beyond that if, if okay. you want to experience the whole game for yourself. OK, uh, because uh, at probably around I don't know yet. I haven't I haven't gotten there, but probably around like part eight to 10 is where the the game changing event will happen and you don't mm. want that spoiled like it's a big it's a big big part of the game okay but to answer your question 
um, I think it's probably in the first, the first or second episode that I did where I was just like, wow, like this is sick because it's not at all the same. So oh, nice. It's it's like it quite, but neither is a two D version. That's the thing. Yeah, so, so we have like three different three, versions essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's like three completely different games that just so happen to have the same story. Wow, that is that is uh, that's very nice to hear. Very reassuring, actually. Yeah. yeah, like after this, I'm gonna go back and play it in two D, and it doesn't tire. Like it doesn't get old because. It's completely different. Like towns are completely different. Dungeons are completely different. They have the same mechanics, like the same idea. Like, for example, you have a dungeon with like falling floors. Okay. Well, that'll be the same in all three, but their, their layout is completely different. And, and, you know, like treasure chests are all in different places. Shiny spots or resources are all in different places. Uh, and, and so on and so forth. Very, very impressive though, right now. Very impressed. Uh, I know that my uh, my cousin's uncle, the guy who got me into gaming, he'll be very happy to hear this because uh, I told you about him. He when when everything moved to 3D, he absolutely hated it because it felt when he was playing, it felt that it was too complicated, and he did feel a bit of like motion sickness with the, with the 3D jump. Okay. He doesn't like these 3D games, but he's a he's a big old school Dragon Quest fan. He used to like play the uh, Dragon Warrior when it was called on the uh, Nintendo. He even got the Game Boy Color ones. That the one that's the one he g- he gave me because he was moving, so I got those, which is really cool. Uh, when I tell him that the new one has a 2D mode, he's gonna go crazy. He's like, the new one has a 2D mode. That will let him go back because he hasn't played anything since, I would say, 3. Wow. Yeah. Cause that's how, uh, much he hated the 3D, like, thing with it, with, uh, Dragon Quest 7 and all that. He didn't like the 3D movement. So when I tell him that there's a 2D mode, uh, he's, he's, he's in. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, he will really, really <laughs> enjoy it. I assure you. If you like, Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior 2D, this is right up your alley. I'll tell you that. It's something else. I just hope it gets released in North America. That's my yeah, only fear. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, that's, yeah, they, I don't know what would happen. I, I don't know what would complicate things if one company has an exclusivity publishing deal, which I hopefully that that's not the case. Like Square Enix would be handling everything. That would be nice to see. Yeah, I yeah. I will be very upset about that, especially like I said, considering I think the 3DS version is the ultimate version of it. Yeah, the superior version should get released, I would say, and they're not going to eat on each other's sales. I I really feel that it's not going to happen because the the guys who buy Dragon Quest in North America and outside of Japan, they're hardcore devotees. So most of them are going to go with both versions, unless um. Like, maybe some people don't have uh, the console, they'll go for the handheld and vice versa. But most fans will go for both versions, I would say. Yeah, precisely. And, I mean, I I just... Oh, God, it better get released here. That's all I can say. I'm going to be really annoyed if it's it's not. And speaking of that annoying uh, type of uh, feeling... Well, the Super NES or the SNES Classic went uh, <laughs> on sale. Pre-orders went up in North America on the 22nd, I think it was. 3 a.m. Yeah. The Big Apple, 3 a.m. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it is, so, it's, it's extremely frustrating, man. Everybody is venting. It's just like, you don't need to say anything more because it's just like, why would they 
put pre-orders on 3 a.m. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, they started. They started at 3 a.m. I think it was like Walmart or, or yeah. one of those sites. Uh, it was Amazon. Okay, Amazon. Um, and then the others started coming online at uh, 10 a.m., Pacific time, so 1 p.m. With no um, warning whatsoever. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now, and the ones that did have warning, a la Best Buy Canada, right away they they tweeted out. They're like, oh, by the way, we're going to have our uh, pre-orders up at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, just FYI, uh, this product will not be available in Quebec. And Quebec, if you don't know, is the second largest province of uh, Canada. And between Toronto, uh, not Toronto, Ontario and Quebec, you pretty much have a massive portion of the global population of Canada. And so missing out one of those two territories is a really big deal. Now, everyone started, you know, playing the Quebec game saying, oh, this is what Quebec happens all the time. Stupid language laws and all of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the thing is, I wasn't mad about that. I was more mad about saying, okay, this doesn't make any sense because laws are like, that's a whole other debate that we could get into about Quebec. The fact is that the Nintendo Entertainment System was sold in Quebec at the same time as it was in New York City. Nintendo has been dealing with Quebec laws forever. They are well aware of these laws. This is nothing new. And so that's why I didn't understand why people were like sort of bitching out like the province. I'm like that. Yes. If you want to, if you want to go down that road, you want to have like language laws, debates and stuff like that, by all means go ahead, but you're missing the point here right now. This is nothing to do with the province. This is all in Nintendo's court. They sell their stuff here. Like, so what happened? Exactly. Why are they doing this? Precisely. So what the hell happened? It doesn't make any sense. I can go to any store. Well, okay, that's a lie. The Switch is sold out everywhere. But (laughs) in theory, I can go anywhere in Quebec and pick up a Nintendo Switch and any of their games, any of the, you know, anything. And yet I can't pick up a Super Nintendo Classic Edition thing. Like, I was so pissed off with this. I was like, what is wrong with you, Nintendo? What is going on? Yeah. So then I'm, I tell Steven, I'm like, look, I'm going to ship it to your house and you'll, I'll pay for you to ship it to me. You know, like whatever. It's annoying, but whatever. And then 15 seconds. That's what it took to sell out at Best Buy Canada. 15 seconds. Wow. That is a world record, I would say. <clears throat> yeah, in fact, but, it's such a world record that it's not real. Yes, I, I've, I've been hearing, I don't know if you heard the same thing, that uh, people have been using bots to pre-order yep. their product. And that's what's essentially going on. That's exactly what's going on, because it's not actually possible for these things to be selling out as fast as they are for human beings to do it. It's just mm-hmm. not, it's not possible because by the time everyone would refresh and do this and do that, it, it's, it's not possible, but bots are faster than all of us, right? Like it's an automatic thing with them. And, and people like me are just sitting here going, what the F, you yeah. know? And the, and the sad thing about it is, is it's when I'm reading about this, it's called the tiding bot, you know, that's what yep. they're calling it. Yep, yep. And it's easily preventable. All you need is CAPTCHA. 
that, yeah. that, that, that's the only thing. So why don't sites do that and just put captcha on certain products or something? It's not, it's not too hard to, to implement. So I'll tell you why. Cause they don't give a crap. They care about yeah, the money. sales. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Exactly. And plus uh, there are the sites. I hate the sites that are not, uh, limiting, uh, one or two per customer. They're mm-hmm. like keeping it open. And you know, the scalpers, everybody's like, now they're, Everybody's mad about these people who are buying twenty Super Nintendo classics or whatever or whatnot. It's mm-hmm. capping it on eBay. It's nothing new. Like it's it's frowned upon. I, I don't I don't want to ban scalping, but at the same time, it is something very frustrating for these sites. I would blame the sites first, not the scalpers, because they're not limiting their product. No, exactly. And I just, yeah. I couldn't get over this. I was like, my God, man, like Nintendo, did you not learn a single thing from the NES classic? Like, this is utterly ridiculous. Jumping through hoops to get a product. It's just, it's, 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 it's weird, man. It is. Know. It's, it's yeah. freaking ridiculous. So anyways, yeah. I, I have Cranberry to thank too. She's, she's willing to like sleep out at like three o'clock in the morning or midnight or something to, wow. to line up. Then I've got That's, you who, yeah. who's pre-ordered. And if your order goes through, like I said, just, like let's if you're okay unless you need like i don't know did they take the money from you no they okay, so, the, yeah it will uh, they'll take it as soon as it ships I ship, would say. okay yeah. so yeah. if they do that and they ship it just tell me and i'll pay and i'll just i'll buy both you know what i mean like i, I don't care it's fine i understand that'll be the same games or whatever but it doesn't matter it's it's you know you guys did me a huge solid and uh, I will gladly take a European and a North American one. Hell, I'll take a Japanese one. Um, but it's just, this is ridiculous. Like, it's it just completely ridiculous to have to go through these sorts of hoops to, to do this. I, I'm just, ugh, I'm so annoyed. Yeah, you're not the only one, man. Everybody, everybody uh, who is anybody who is a fan of Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, they're just as annoyed as you. And the other thing that happened... Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, I was, I was texting you. Is so all of a sudden Walmart opened a second wave again yeah, exactly. out of nowhere. That one fared better than the first wave, but it also again in 20 minutes it was just uh, immediately like uh, sold out. And Walmart is, is one of these people who keep the uh, they they're not limiting one per customer, so that's part of the reason why that they sold out so quick. Like in 15 20 minutes, it's gone. Luckily for me, I managed to. I was there the minute that I saw that tweet. And I just like it worked for me, so it, it's it, it, the North American version. I'm getting a hands. I'm getting my hands on that, which is pretty cool. Very yeah, lucky that's for good. me. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna most likely. Uh, I'm introducing these old school games to my uh, uh, the, the niece of my uh, uh, wife's sister. So uh, I want the, the, the little guy to play these games. He's playing the NES Classic. I got one for him. So <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give that to him. So. No, that's nice, yeah. man. That's nice. Yeah. It's nice to see, you know, I, I saw him play the NS Classic. I gave him Ger- Kirby to play. And mm-hmm. it's very fun to see a four-year-old try to, like, process this old-school game. And Mario was hard for him. But Kirby, he he's, was actually doing quite well for a four-year-old. Like, uh, I wouldn't know how to play Kirby in, in that age. So he's jumping and flying. And, and I told him how to copy the ability. So it's it's uh, it's nice to hear, see these little... Uh, I hope, like... A lot of the people who are exposed to the Super Nintendo Classic in these old school games, like they're not part of our generation. I want them to like to have this like fresh look at these uh, old school games. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. That's but, uh, I'm really looking forward to this, and that's why I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to do like a let's play of some of these like classic ones. I um, had an I, idea, by the way, for that regarding that. I don't know. We'll, we'll I'll pitch it to you here in the podcast. Um, go for it. I saw this. Uh, 
nice podcast that popular YouTubers are doing. It's called Game uh, Game Club or Game Book Club, something of that sort. So basically, they these three uh, get together and nominate a game, and they all play it until completions, and then they they come back and they they talk about the game and they have footage of their gameplay on the video itself. And like, what do you think of this? It's like a book club for, but for video games. So I was thinking with the Super Nintendo Classic as a release, we could do something like that, like play our marathon or like play Link to the Past, for example, like uh, live, you know? Oh, and I would each, be all Each one has a, his own screen and we'll just like uh, compile the gameplay together. It would be hard to to do it all, but we'll try to make something work, at least the audio. That would be nice. Oh, I I would love that, man. That would be absolutely awesome. And I'm probably going to have to pause my damn uh, Shaiken Densetsu um, Let's Play that I got going on now, only because of time. Um, and I want to really finish off Dragon Quest Eleven so that I can say, okay, it's done, you know, before I, 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 I might do that. I might pause that, finish DQ11, and then go and finish that. But what would be really funny yeah. is if I, I'm, I'm debating on what to do because what I might do is by the time all of this works out, the, no matter what, I will have a SNES Classic Edition. I will get one. I don't care yes. if I have to sell someone's soul. Not mine, but someone <laughs> else's. I'm going to find a way to get my hands on that. And I might make it to the exact spot I'm in in the Japanese one and then mm. continue. But it, it just like, I'll, I'll do like a fade and it'll fade to English, you know? I think that'd that, be really that, funny. That is so cool. Yeah. And I would uh, like to experience uh, mana firsthand. And this is a nice segue to, I would say, one of the announcements. Would you like to say the announcement that they just uh, had yesterday, first of yesterday regarding the mana? That's what I was going to do. I was going to, yeah, that's nice why segue. I'm saying, exactly, not bad, eh? <laughs> yeah. So go ahead, you can, you can reveal that news. So this was shocking, came out of nowhere, like yeah, they're remaking Secret of Mana, basically, that's it, mm-hmm. uh, for the PS4 and PC and Vita. Vita's getting some love, and obviously, when these remakes or these uh, games, every time they're announced, you see people on Twitter and social media and whatnot, uh, where's the Switch version? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Switch version? <laughs> like they released the Japanese compilation of the, the of uh, Mana, but they're not giving the remake for Nintendo Switch. It doesn't make any sense. Nonetheless, I'm really surprised and and I really like that announcement. It seems that they're using the Adventures of Mana engine, from what I'm what I could tell. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it looks like. Yeah. And they have the uh, local co-op uh, enabled the, for three players, yeah. so that's that's pretty cool. Wish that they do something online, like a drop-in, drop-out, but that's very difficult to implement, I'm sure. Yeah, for me, this is like a mobile release. This is, they're taking the, because the, this was, now if I'm not mistaken, I thought this was already released in Japan on mobile. Uh, Secret of Mana? Yeah. Really? I thought so, but I, I, huh. the, I, I, no, I, I'm most likely wrong because mm. everyone was shocked. Everybody was shocked. And exactly. Plus they're, and, and they're they putting in more production, produ- production values. They're putting in voice acting. So yeah, exactly. That's so, something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that what I'm thinking is that it was discussed and they simply didn't. You know, like that it wasn't released or anything like that. Um, but it looks like that. Like it looks like it will be a mobile release. Yeah. It's coming out on PC, PS4, and like you said, the Vita. And with the Vita, people are like, why the hell would you release it on the Vita? The Vita is like dead. But I think it's got to do again with that mobile type thing. I don't think Mm-mm. it's just going to be those three. I'm pretty sure at least somewhere this is going to be released on mobile platforms as well. But yeah. for the no switch, that's the thing. That's the thing that I was kind of like, what is going on, man? Yeah, what is going on? And it, it's 
it's really perplexing. If I'm being honest with you, it's really, really perplexing. Yeah, I'm just uh, because, confused. Because Saiken Densetsu Collection came out, and that's what I'm playing the uh, Let's Play on. Plus Square you know? Enix are huge supporters. Like, they're releasing Lost Sphere. That's so right. So what's, what's going on? Like, uh, and it's, it's, it, it is a lower budget remake. It's not like this big budget Final Fantasy VII type thing, which is really cool for, I, I, I'm not like faulting the lower budget. It's, it's actually nice to see these remakes coming in in a fast succession. But at the same time, why no Switch version? Like, yeah, I what don't is know. This? I, yeah. I'm, I'm very surprised. If I'm being honest, I'm, I was very, 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 surprised by that and uh yeah i don't know i got nothing i really got nothing the fact that they didn't announce the uh the collection coming out for the switch in north america which means i doubt it will i i don't know i um i'm kind of surprised and Mm. speaking of surprises here's another surprise did you hear about the xbox one x pre-orders yeah the project scorpio edition yeah that that finished quite quick, right? Yeah, yeah it huh? was the fastest selling, uh, like basically hardware Microsoft has ever released. I'm surprised I didn't expect that to happen. Like, Me I, I really, we really talked about the Xbox One X. I thought like the price and uh, the fact that it doesn't have any like exclusives per se uh, would be its downfall. But apparently, people now want like powerful, you know, they want powerful machines. Like the the advertisement and the marketing is quite smart. Uh, unlike what we were thinking initially, so. But I'm curious to see how this is going to play out over time mm. because personally, I'm not buying this at all. Like yeah. I, I don't care. I, I barely have time to play with the PS4 and the Switch and stuff like that. So there, I like, I'm just not. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um. But I'm curious to see the longevity of this. Like, how long is this mm. going to keep up? Where it's selling very, very well. Maybe, maybe forever. I don't know. Like, you know, this could be like yeah, the big shift for Microsoft type of thing, but, uh, we'll see. I'm not, yeah. I don't know. They, st- they still really need to back it up with games because they did have like a big fiasco with, uh, delaying Crackdown 3 recently. That yeah, was, exactly. that was for me like, what the hell? They have nothing this year. It's just Cuphead, basically. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> There's nothing else. And Cuphead has a, like a concurrent release with, uh, the PC Steam version, there, Microsoft uses the term exclusive very loosely, I would say. Like, uh, they have this, uh, they're doing like what's similar to what Sony's doing with their crossplay with the Vita and PS4 titles. They're doing it like with Windows and Microsoft and Xbox One. They're trying to put it all under one family. And I'm not sure whether this is harming them more than it's helping them. I, I can't really tell. But my, Personal perspective, my bias says it, it, it is harming them because it's still not really exclusive per se. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like console exclusivity and PC, I think more and more and more this is going to disappear because mm. buying PCs today that can handle like, you know, PS4 and Xbox One games, it's not like as expensive as people think you don't need to go and spend 50 million dollars to to get a pc that that can handle all of this so i don't know i i really think it's gonna be interesting to follow this as the months and years go by and see because like now we know ps4 pro is pretty much whatever there will be a ps5 you can bet your bottom dollar on it yeah Um, but now if you're sony where do you transition that like when do you release ps5 yeah, will, will, will the Xbox One X have a faster turnover with the PlayStation or will they like wait the actual cycle that we're, we're good, like the five, six year cycle that we're used to? I'm not quite sure. And that's it. 
And yeah. and so then my question is, well, then what happens with Xbox One X? Like, so let's say they release uh, the uh, PlayStation 5 or they talk about it next year and it comes out uh, in 2019, for example. Well, then, you know, Xbox One X is like just, mm. just like stuck in limbo. Yeah, that's it. So then what do they do? They release like their next Xbox. Like this is going to get ridiculous. No, it's going to get to a point where they, they something will crash and it's not going to like if they go that route, if Sony takes that route and, and release the PS5 early, something's going to give and like the consumers are going to be very frustrated, you know? Well, that, that's, that's, that's my, my guess too, is that mm. something's gonna give, something, yeah. some, like this is, it's gonna buckle under its own weight. They, they can't keep doing this. They, they, if they're gonna release a PS5, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it has to be something that's not the PS4 or not like an enhanced version of the previous system in terms of power and graphics. It needs to be something new. They have to have a new OS, they have to have a new concept, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Uh, I agree yeah. with that. Mm. And uh, sort of on, on this uh, this sort of topic of, uh, you know, upgrades and, and all stuff like that, there was some news that was released very recently about <laughs> – it's not really an upgrade and it's mm-hmm. not really a downgrade. There's something special that's coming out for Final Fantasy XV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the was which one? Because the, the, there was a lot of like Final Fantasy 15 related announcements. Now there, it's under the moniker of Universe Final Fantasy 15 Universe. Like, and, uh, yeah, and why? Why are they doing that? Uh, well, you know, Square Enix they'll have to like capitalize <laughs> on oh, <laughs> on their franchise. Like, 16 is still a long, long time away. So why not? I would say <laughs> in Square Enix perspective. So what, what is your what, opinion of, of some of the stuff that was announced? The universe. Well, I, I don't care too much for the, the pocket edition. I didn't care too much about that. It seemed like a nice diversion for people who don't want to get into the, the epic, like big scope, or, like big JRPG scopes. They want something smaller. I didn't care too much about that. I understand what they're going for, but uh, they, they even released this graph because they have like on the low end, there's the casual experience. And then they put another graph on the, this is the high end experience with the Final Fantasy 15 Windows edition, which has uh, 4K graphics and uh, and it's also being released on Steam, I think. Uh, so that's pretty cool for people who are waiting for the PC version of Final Fantasy 15. And plus you could use mods and all of that, you know, that stuff. Uh, what else did they announce? There was the, the fishing game they announced before. I didn't care too much about that VR fishing game. <laughs> Monsters yeah, no, me of the too. Deep. <laughs> me too. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> the big thing, like a, the big thing one? for me. No, yeah. no, not, it's not, not big, like, not, nothing like that. It was that pocket edition thing to say, I have a feeling that's what's coming to Switch. Oh, no. Oh, I yes. Really ho- I really hope that's not the case. You know, that, because they did, you know, when they, I think when they announced the pocket editions, they did hint at we are doing something for the Switch. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it was I, the same announcement. I'm oh, pretty sure. Oh man. That's going to be the, uh, the big news is mm. that it's going to get that version. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to judge a book by its cover. It might be a good game. Maybe it's well developed. I don't know. But from what I'm seeing by the trailer, it, it doesn't seem like my kind of like. I, if I want to play Final Fantasy, I want to play like something like 15. You know that mm-hmm. that that type of scope, not something uh, 
shortened to a pocket edition. Even even calling it a pocket edition seems a bit offensive, you know? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. But you never know. Maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe there's a good developer behind them and it's actually going to be like a competent RPG experience. Not necessarily as epic, but it might be something interesting. But I really hope that doesn't hit the Switch. That, that would be very really sad, you know? Mm-hmm. And imagine calling it the pocket edition for the Switch. Like, okay. <laughs> No, that's, well, that's bit, just yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to find um, yeah. what what other news was released. Re- Final Fantasy 15 or something. Yeah, Final Fantasy 15. What was other? There anything else? I'm trying to think of anything uh, in mind. It's the fishing game. There's the pocket edition. The Windows edition. There's the small bits that uh, Square Enix is uh, uh, touting. Like they're not. They're not touting. They're actually telling people that uh, we we're not going to restrict any mods, but we really want people to be moral because they're they're addressing nude mods for Final Fantasy 15 okay. with the PC version. And they said that we're not going to restrict anybody, but we want people to be moral. It's up to the morality of the community. So they're sort of like throwing the the ball to the community. And you're you're damn well sure that the community is, is going to do nude mods. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, either way, even if they try to like <laughs> talk them down regarding morality and such, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else. No, like, I, think, yeah, I think that's that. I mean, I'm on their website right now it says there's Kingsglaive, there's uh brotherhood there's justice monster 5 there's uh king's knight monster i think they discontinued the monster just as monsters i think they yeah they did they pulled it off yeah yeah it says services ended yeah and their mobile game is absolutely terrible the one that's released now i heard like a lot of negative uh it's very like cheaply made (laughs) Okay, great, say. super. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was it. That's that was everything that was on the agenda for today. Yeah, it's all related to uh, because the, the Gamescom is going on now, so all these announcements are like floating about. So I'm, I'm what I'm surprised about is that the, uh, the regarding the coverage of Gamescom, it's not as as widely covered as E3. Like you don't see you see the announcements, but you don't see a lot of like peop, uh, media sites talking about Gamescom. As a conference, uh, except some of the like sites like Eurogamer, what not, obviously because it's in Europe. Yeah. Uh, but Nintendo UK has been running a uh, a stream actually, uh, just exactly similar to the Treehouse one for Gamescom, and I was I, I caught that from time to time. They showcase a lot of like independent uh, titles on that, and uh, uh, they showed Xenoblade Two and some new footage that looked uh, really cool. Uh, a bit worried about the frame rate there, but it it looks very uh, uh, very nice. And they showed the new area in Super Mario uh, Odyssey. And uh, aside from that, I don't think there's like any other major and and some Metroid uh, gameplay, obviously the Metroid uh, Samus Returns. I, other than that, I don't think there were any other like major things going on. Just like a repeat of E3, but with some expanded content. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I don't know. Uh, it's it's funny that though, eh? the way yeah. like. Uh... Like some of the more mainstream, you know, press like IGN and stuff like that, they just focus on certain things. Like TGS is a huge deal, E three is a huge deal, but for that, they're just like, yeah, well, whatever. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I don't know why they're uh, they're not opting for like bigger coverage of Gamescom, even though it's like a a more organized uh, venue than E three. Yeah, this year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so do you have any other closing comments to make before we wrap this bad boy up? 
Uh, that was a nice, this was a nice podcast actually. Uh, it's been a while since we last talked. I wish Steven was with us. We, we haven't done a three-way podcast in a long, long time. That would be, that would be interesting. Well, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah. He's, uh, it's, the problem with this one was, uh, just timing. It, yeah, time, uh, time zones. It's always a difficult thing to, well, that's it. Like arrange, yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I'll let you do the honors of closing us out. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the listen uh, and our ramblings. Both of us tend to ramble uh, quite often, quite constantly. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back in, uh, within the next two weeks with uh, more content and more news. Stay tuned to the, to the site as usual and uh, catch you guys later.